Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. I am your host, Altamash, and yeah, the off-season is in full swing. Um, free agency is about to start in a couple of days next week, so there's going to be a lot of storylines, a lot of good things to get into in terms of players changing teams, trades, the whole nine yards, and and honestly, I can't wait for that. So we're going to obviously have more episodes as the offseason progresses and there's going to be trades and there's going to be a lot of things to talk about. One thing we know about the NBA is that there's always something going on all the time and it's no different right now. And the big story obviously is kind of going into our first topic of the day is the Kyrie Irving saga is kind of over possibly, but there's always there's been rumors that maybe Kyrie will um, not might not be a net next year but um, for those who don't know Kyrie Irving obviously there was rumors maybe he was going to opt out of his contract 35 million 35 million or so that he was guaranteed if he opted in as a player option to join the Nets and become a free agent next year there was rumors that maybe he was going to decline it and then sign the for the mid-level exception with the Los Angeles Lakers and there was a lot of stuff about you know LeBron's open to the idea of reunion with Kyrie and obviously the way the Lakers situation is set up, they really can't pay that money up front unless they trade um, a Westbrook uh, with Kyrie opting in. Now the Lakers have obviously much less opportunity to do much of anything. But uh, the big leverage obviously is Kyrie has is he's got one year left on his contract. And if he, if he says he doesn't want to play there anymore, he can also do that. And he can kind of facilitate wherever he goes and, you know, limit the amount of choice the Nets really have. And we're going to kind of see because the whole the whole idea of Kyrie and KD was to go to Brooklyn together, play together. And in the last week or so, it seemed like maybe Kyrie was thinking about leaving Kevin Durant and that would have left the Nets in shambles because I don't think Kevin Durant wants to be there with Ben Simmons and the rest of the guys if Kyrie, who's like his best friend um, and obviously running mate on the Nets, if he leaves... You know, there was rumors that Kevin Durant is going to request a trade too. But it's kind of put that thing a little bit to rest with Kyrie opting into his contract to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. And But there's still rumblings a little bit here or there that maybe they might still trade him. I don't know. I still expect both of them to start for the Brooklyn Nets. Part of me was hoping that he would opt out and go to the Lakers. Um, strictly speaking, as a fan of a Rockets, as the Rockets fan that I am. Because you're going to end up you know, the Rockets have the Nets picks until 2027, whether it's the Nets actual pick or a swap with the Nets. So if Kyrie left and then ultimately KD left, they'd be in shambles. They'd be terrible. And even if they got a lot of draft picks for KD, which they probably would would, would get if KD actually did come on the market, you, you would end up with the team wouldn't be good for the next four, five, six years. And in those years, the Rockets would have all the picks of the Nets and they could build similar kind of to how Boston did where they got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, all those picks that they got from the Nets who obviously made a similar trade a decade ago when they got about a decade or so ago when they got Paul Pierce and KG from Brooklyn. I mean, from Boston, it didn't really work out. They didn't really win much. And those guys were over the hill and the Rockets got a similar package. Obviously they got the most first round picks ever in a trade they got eight 
four of the nets and then four swaps. So obviously it's not technically eight picks, but it's swaps. So it's pretty much eight picks, whichever one's the better for them. And I remember going into it, people were like, oh, the Rockets have got fleeced by this trade and they should have got more and they should have kept Victor Oladipo or they should have kept Jared Allen and they should have done this, that, and the other. Not the case anymore, right? Jared Allen's good. He's not worth that $100 million that they gave him, right? But that's what the Rockets would have had to pay because had they signed him, had they traded for him, they would have to sign him to that contract that Cleveland ended up ultimately signing him. And don't get me wrong, Jared Allen's a good player, but you need one or possibly two stars around him for it to actually be worth paying him the kind of money that Cleveland's paying him. The Rockets ended up getting the best deal because they don't they have about eighty million dollars in cap space. They have their future star in Jalen Green who they drafted with the second pick last year. And they got the third pick this year, which is kind of leading into our next topic, which is about the NBA draft that just took place about what, another like five days ago on Thursday and the biggest news of that obviously the, the biggest surprise was the entire time everyone was talking about Jabari Smith going number one to Orlando Magic Chet Holmgren going second to the Oklahoma City Thunder and then the third pick would have been for the Rockets which would have been Paolo Bencaro from Duke University going um, obviously to Houston but this is the first time in I don't know a long time where things switched up very like last minute or I guess that's kind of what the teams wanted it was very odd to me right the the biggest shock of the day was how Ben Carroll's odds who was projected to be third the entire time went from like plus 2,000 to plus 150 overnight clearly somebody in Vegas knew something or somebody heard rumblings from Orlando or somebody got some sort of inside information because there's no way the odds swing that much on the day of the draft when pretty much since the lottery everybody had the same three in the same order Smith, Holmgren, Bancaro and for the fact that even Woj tweeted that morning of the draft that hey it's going to be those three in that order no surprises and then closer to the draft closer to the time it's like oh Bancaro is really moving up Orlando's board and Orlando might be seriously considering taking him over Jabari Smith. And it's like very shocking and weird because from everything that was read was Orlando didn't even they didn't even work him out, which is very odd because you have the number one pick. It doesn't matter if everybody knows who you're going to take or everybody know, doesn't know who you're going to take. It doesn't make any difference. You're the number one pick. Nobody can out outbid you as long as you don't willing, or you aren't willing to trade. So I just found it very odd that they did all this stuff to kind of hide. Maybe they, maybe this was a ploy, but I don't understand the point. I think even Ben Carroll seemed a little surprised in the photos. He didn't look like the happiest. Maybe he thought he was going to Houston and he was kind of made his mind up. I'm going to Houston and then last minute going to Orlando. And nothing wrong with Orlando. Orlando's a great city and all that. But I just found it very weird. If that's really what the Orlando Magic were doing, I just don't understand it. But I'm glad from based on everything that I'd heard and read, I didn't even think about Jabari Smith as an option because I didn't think the Rockets were even going to have a chance to get him. But the fact that the Rockets got him at the three um, is, I think, a great shout. The guy can play defense. The guy can shoot the three. He's a lifetime, he's a lifetime shooter. Shot over 40% from the three-point line in college. Can lock up on defense. He's 6'10". 
you know, a lot of people are saying he's like a Clay Thompson, just a bit taller in terms of his three and D, and being his, he's obviously a lot more athletic than Clay uh, Clay Thompson. But of course, in the NBA, you really don't know, and you want to see the translation as it happens. And the Rockets' future looks really bright. They've got two picks in the top three in the last two drafts, and hopefully the Nets discombobulate as things are kind of heading towards. Um, uh, it'll, it'll be great for the Rockets in the future as well, and they can rebuild really quickly. And they got all the cap space in the world to go and attract free agents. It's Houston, it's Texas, no state income tax. The Rockets really have a bright future, and I'm really excited to see the rebuild project kind of coming to an end probably after this year. Um, I, Victor Wimbanyama, for all y'all who don't know, that guy is the real deal. He's in the next draft. So if the Rockets struggled this year and didn't, you know, win so many games, I'm not saying they should tank, but I wouldn't be so mad if they did. And they got Victor. Man, that guy is seven foot three. He can shoot. He can dribble. He's KD. He's seven foot three. He can block. He can defend. Got guard skills. Yeah, I got to look up YouTube. You got to YouTube that man. That guy is for real, for real. And um, I'm very excited to see him in the NBA. Um, hopefully next year. But kind of sticking with the script, um, I'm genuinely very excited for this upcoming season with Jabari coming to the Rockets. And I'm going to keep it short and sweet about the Rockets, but I just found that the draft was one of the more unique situations where usually going into the draft, Woj and Shams, they always like spoil who's going to get drafted 15 minutes before the pick happens. And usually they're drafting, you know, number three, for example, and they, they've already tutored how it's going to be number four and five. Like that's how it is. And so... For the fact that the top three kind of switched so last minute or unexpectedly, it was a shock. And But it was cool because I, as a Rockets fan, I was like, you know, hell-bent sent on Bancaro. And I was like, oh, this would be great. He's, you know, he'd be a great playmaker. He's this. And don't get me wrong. He's got a lot of skill. Um, but for the fact that everybody was saying that Jabari Smith was the consensus number one pick and for him, to the Rockets, to get him at three um, is you know a dream come true for the Rockets and hopefully he comes due in terms of his talent and his potential and delivers uh Rockets what you know what we're what we've been waiting for a long time since 94 95 a championship sometime in the next 10 12 years and hopefully he's a Rocket for his entire career and one other note to make kind of about the draft of itself was after uh, Paolo Bancaro went to Orlando I would, there was this fear like oh the Rockets aren't going to get either now the Oklahoma City Thunder could take Jabari Smith, and now you're stuck with uh, Chet. And at first, I was okay with Chet, but I was kind of like, again, I was so thought that we were going to get Bancaro that I didn't even think about the other two options actually being even an option for us. So the fact that we got the consensus number one pick is great, and hopefully the Rockets hit a home run with this one. Uh, and I'm really excited. I can't wait till the NBA season starts. And right now it's kind of this downtime where there's only baseball on and there's really not regular season baseball is like, and eh, like there's not all that. Um, but I know that there's obviously NFL headlines. Uh, what do you call it? Deshaun Watson stuff is still going on. Hopefully that's going to get resolved. So I'll kind of make something about that. Um, and then, you know, training camp is going to pick up for NFL within about like the next couple of weeks. And then the soccer season is going to start and Chelsea's making moves. Shout out to Todd Bowley, the kind of moves he's making. Rafinha's coming. There's uh, rumors Raheem Sterling is kind of uh, on his way to Chelsea. 
And so there's a couple of big things happening around uh, Europe on the soccer front. So we'll kind of cover that. But I did want to say I do have a special guest coming up on the next episode, which will be on July the 4th. Independence Day, y'all look off, y'all look forward to that. Uh, I will kind of, uh, kind of discuss some basketball, and we're gonna kind of discover, uh, discuss a little bit of what's gonna happen in the uh, upcoming season, and kind of just kind of go from there. It's gonna be good. It's been a while since I've had somebody on the podcast. My brother's obviously, I don't know what happened. He doesn't really record anymore. Um, he's been busy with a lot of things, and um, I, I kind of wanted to get somebody else on the podcast. So that's kind of what's gonna happen um, on the next episode. Y'all look forward to that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know this one's short, but I'm gonna we're gonna have a lot more to talk about on the next episode. I promise. Thank you guys so much for listening. And on that note, I'm out. <laughs>